Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're watching the Slaughtered Lamb movie podcast, kitties. If you dare. And now, here's my good fiends, Frank and Darren. Frank and Darren back again, the Slaughterland Movie Podcast, with the best or worst of the Hellraiser franchise, continuing with Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Darren, not as, um, well, I was going to say, not as bloody, but shit, that mattress is uh, <laughs> pretty uh, pretty slick and, and soggy, let's say, and not by other bodily fluids that aren't red. Yeah. <laughs> First off, when you said Hellbound, I, I started digging my old Chuck Norris DVD out. I was about know? to <laughs> say that, too. <laughs> I got that's, excited, and then, oh, I'll put that back well, in. That's the one with the weirdest kissing scene, right? We watched them have sex in Hellbound, and we were just like, oh, there's something <laughs> wrong about watching Chuck Norris <laughs> in a makeout scene. It's, like, weird. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I, the first thing that I've written down, actually, is here. I don't think that the makeup effects are as good in this film as they were in the original mm-hmm. there's something really sore and raw and, and 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 sticky and gooey and kind of lifelike about the first film in, in particularly with the makeup on frank but in this one for some reason but you know with the julia scene and um her regeneration it does just like <laughs> look like she's wearing some sort of bodysuit with bits kind of stuck on doesn't it which I'm sure was the way they did it with with Frank in the original, but it's so much more effective in the original. But they just sprayed her with like grease to give her all shiny. Yeah. But it was yellow. Yeah, Frank walked around. You know, he bled through his shirt. But when Julia mm. had the 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 gauze wrapped around like the mummy, she didn't leak through it. Well, I guess with the gauze, you're not supposed to. Uh, but you would think they'd be leaving footprints around. Bloody yeah. footprints and, and everything. I got to ask a question, too. Even though they don't have any skin, and of course they're eating, do they defecate and piss? I never even thought about that when I was watching today. Has this come about because we've been talking out the clown? I think so. <laughs> because gotta, he always finds de- a moment to fling a little bit around. myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Julia actually has nipples on her uh, outfit. She does. Uh, but you're not supposed to. It's not part of your... Um, Bone structure, <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, <laughs> but they put nipples on her to 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 uh, make you know that it is a woman. Well, wouldn't the breasts do that? You know, just these bags hanging. Whatever. We'll 
But yeah, uh, but some of the most uh, less memorable characters are actually in this one. But I don't think it's a bad movie, though. No, it's not. And I do remember going to the cinema when it first came out. And what was fun, again, with the, this Hellraiser film, it's all shot and, and made in the UK with just, they just sprinkle a few little bits in there to try and convince you it's the US, like a couple of uh, US cops, do you know what I mean, that come into mm -hmm. the house at the, near the start of the film. All or, dubbed. Yeah, dubbed again. And they've even got the same furniture removal guy from the first film um, <laughs> with a dubbed voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do you want this armoire to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a bloody mattress up there. Just want to let you know. Well, girls will be girls. <laughs> you want to help? Uh, yeah. You Fra move that down? Fra Frank's dubbing isn't quite as bad in this film. In no. fact, I feel like it might actually be the original actor or something. It doesn't. It's not that. Can I come in? It's none of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like an episode of Monkey or something like that. Or or uh, the, an Asian dictator. <laughs> <laughs> I want all my troops there at the southern border as, as quick as possible now. Fire those missiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he sounds like. He does. He does. Bad Godzilla dubbing. <laughs> but there are so few exterior shots in this film. Oh. It's just like we don't. There's a few scenes in the um, in the in the woods in the forest, and I can tell just by looking at that that that's a British bit of land there. Do you know what I mean? You can just tell by the fences and the styes and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It just doesn't. Nothing about these films look American, but they try and convince you that it is. And the the fact is, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at all. Who cares? No one cares. It's <laughs> it just if anything, it just puts you off the film. Um, and then at the end, it's just plastered with filmed at Pinewood. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't I, even I, I, take the camera to to New York or wherever and do a couple of you know exterior shots or something to just splice in. No, you've just got to kind of pull the wool over people's eyes all the time. It works this. for Robert Polanski. He just has the crew go ahead to the States and film <laughs> over, doesn't he? I need a shot of the Empire State Building. I can't go. I can't this go. Is, Can you go for me? <laughs> you go for me. Just gonna, well, that's what he did in Ninth Gate, right? He had his second yeah. crew go over there and say, I hmm. can't go. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it, they did get something right uh, in that movie. You could tell us absolutely British, and that's the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> It does. It just looks like an old-fashioned British hospital. Everybody's crammed in one room. Yeah. Oh, we'll come to that. We'll come oh, to okay. that. All right. I can't wait for the jokes and the comments about that hospital setting. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the initials of JS going around again. <laughs> Jesus, with our quiz. Okay, let's start out. Um, your okay. best character. I'd, I, did you know what this time I'd say, Julia? I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that it's a complete shift in her character this time around. The film, let's face it, is just a kind of remake of the um, of the original, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's just done from her perspective. Um, but I think this time around that she she does a great job of making you feel incredibly uneasy when she's on screen. You know, she's got that face, whereas she's luring all these guys into a false sense of security, and the moment their back's turned, her smile just drops. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of really unsettling. And also the physical stuff, although the physical stuff, I don't believe a lot of it was her. I, th I, I think she had a double that was in that body. 
um, amazing eyes, mm-hmm. amazing eyes on the girl, whoever the girl was in that outfit. You know, you're really kind of drawn into those big blue eyes. Um, but yeah, uh, Julia is, is I, I think, probably the, the better character this time around. Yeah, I agree with you because, uh, like I said, uh, she uh, lets down her barriers. Frank's not there to control her. Now, she's the one in control. She found uh, a person to either, what she says, bring souls to uh, you know to hell. Uh, and that was through Dr. Uh, Gerard uh, hmm. that she was getting all the souls to. Um, but she also needed his help. And they basically formed this bod now, but she's the aggressor. Hmm. She's the one in control. She's the one that's actually more powerful and really stunning. Longer hair on her looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, your worst character. Um, my worst character is probably Tiffany. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, she's just a, like a fifth wheel. You got a this. problem with mutes, don't you? No. <laughs> well, she's not mute for too long. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I just think that they could have figured out a way of making this movie without her. Mm-hmm. I know she's kind of pivotal to the plot in terms of her abilities and things, but I just felt that they could have done used a more interesting character. Um, she almost feels like one of the Dream Warriors or something, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it, in fact, I had to Google her at first because I thought I could have sworn I've seen her in something else, like an Elm Street film or something. But uh, no, Some I haven't. Some kind of camp, summer camp movie or yeah, something. Yeah, she's been in something. Um but the, 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 there's so many parts of this movie where she just feels like she, it's a fifth. She's a fifth wheel, and the movie's pacing is really weird. It's kind of really stop-starty, isn't it? They'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll concentrate on like either a small set piece or, or 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 a moment of gore or something like that, and then it's over, and then you get this period of lull, and then it something starts again, and then it stops again, and then it it, it the pacing is just so off in it I've, I've really fond memories of seeing this the first time around and this movie was cut to hell in the UK when it first came out um, so it was interesting watching it again with everything sort of restored they still could do a better version of this though right from the opening titles if you notice the opening titles they're on the wonk <laughs> when it hits the screen like, I, just, I just want to kind of reach over and sort of just level that up a little bit there <laughs> It's like it's like that Betty Hill skit where he's running, uh, of course, in his favorite famous uh, running skits that he does really fast. And he looks up and, and, and he's, he's no one knows what he's looking up at. He thought it was part of the skit. And then he, he he tells the people to stop that are chasing him. And he plucks that hair in the corner. That's always <laughs> that are in the middle of the, that are in the middle of the films that are always bothering everybody. That yeah. hair that, that are on part of the frames. And he just picks it out and he throws it. And he goes. <laughs> I get yeah. it. The title. It's just like you just want, like you said, you wanted to. Uh, I just, just want to. And it wasn't because I tried three different versions this morning. I have my own copy. Mm-hmm. There was a copy on um, uh, on Amazon, and mm-hmm. there was a copy on iTunes. And I watched all. I looked at all three before I settled down, and they realized they were all the fucking same. And it's like <laughs> when you brought out this Arrow video release, which they're all on the Arrow label at the moment. The ones I was watching, couldn't you have just kind of just just like that just a just tad kind of, yeah just a nick you know just a little millimeter or two <laughs> <laughs> no cost too much money uh, yeah but tiffany does a, a lot of she only has one line you know oh she does. shit yeah that's it um got yeah. paid probably handsomely for this movie uh, but she just looks around all day and i could tell you why 
I can tell you why she's looking around. Because of my worst character, and that's Dr. Gerard. Gerard. Whatever. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Sharded, because that's how he looks in this movie. He's always this guy. He's a fellow countryman of yours. He is. And uh, he, he, he's always one of these guys. Kenneth Cranham. Big kind of British character actor that's been around for years. Did you know care. he was only 44 in this film? Guy looks about 60. 60. Yeah, he looks like he's retired. Yeah. He was born in 1944. But why does he walk make... around like he farted and he doesn't want no one to know? A lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's looking down no his emotion. Nose at everyone. No emotion. It's the human side of him. It's the human side of him that I don't like. When he became, He's a you know, a good actor. This, I don't care if he's a good actor. He's not a good actor in this one. He just walks around. He's he's all. I need to know, Julia. I need to know. No, 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 no. We're gonna look for the fourth, you know, labyrinth of hell through the mind. Follow me, <laughs> Doctor McRae. Here we go. Oh, that's all he does. All he well, yeah. He's this uptight doctor. Like he just passed wind, and he just I hope no one knows that's me. <laughs> and that's why Tiffany walks around. You know, she hears a and <laughs> listen. This is a big step for him. This, this he he you would never see him do anything like this. Kenneth Cranham, pompous he's, roles. He's, he's always in kind of British period dramas and and Stage. really serious dramas and things like that. To see him go the route he goes in this film, I find it fascinating. I absolutely he, do. He didn't do it for me whatsoever. You know when he was talking behind that mask when they're operating probably illegally on that on that woman's brain. You know, that was dubbed too. Yeah, that wasn't him. I don't know what was going on there. That was a different voice altogether. There's a fourth labyrinth. And, uh, it might have been like something like, there might be a fourth labyrinth over here. You know, there might have been one of those, like some kind of mad scientist. You know, and everyone's looking around. It's like, are we committing atrocities against humanity by watching this the poor lady's just like what are they doing up there in my brain and, uh, then he leaves and goes okay sew her up finish up uh, yeah he leaves before the end of the bloody operation surgery. doesn't he just yeah. Like, yeah you saw and the anesthesiologist now. is the only one there and she's like i don't know what to do clean her up will you just wipe some of this up around here i'm off <laughs> there's a few staples here i gotta go talk to somebody about a box Jesus. Yeah, but I, I thought he did terrible acting as a human. When he became the Cinnabite, you know, I was actually okay. Uh, then he became, he had Leviathan's, you know, penis in his head. He's walking <laughs> around with that. That's terrible, too, but not as bad as, as the human side. Terrible bedside manner with this guy, though. Yeah, you know, I she's, mean, she's screaming at him, and he's. Okay. And when he walks through the ward, which we'll get to later on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Good day. How's everyone doing? Okay. All right. I'll see you downstairs. Okay. Um, okay. Your best line. Best line. And this was... Okay. I love the line. And as a kid, when I first saw this film, I had a huge impact when we did this scene. So I'm just going to talk about the line for a moment. Then I'll talk about the scene later on. Okay. So it's the bit when he comes back as the Cenobite as, at the end into the ward. And you get the windows open and he comes in and he goes, the doctor is in. And then looks at that guy, or I think he's a guy, and says, I recommend you an amputation. And his tentacle comes down, which are kind of like, it sort of lets it down now. I'd forgotten that they were using stop motion animation um, in this film. 
years ago waiting for uh, hercules to come out somewhere yeah it kind of reminds you of sort of towards the end of the evil dead or something do you know what mm-hmm. i mean the way that they were kind of using plasticine and models and all that kind of stuff um it's okay it's not too bad and it must have been painstakingly done but um he's kind of like an early dr octopus isn't he he has these tentacles with weapons and surgical implements on them and all that sort of thing and he, yeah, he does. He amputates someone's hand instantly as he comes in through the door. But I always remember that line: "The doctor is in." So yeah, my favorite line. You know, how about him going? <laughs> like that Russian singer. <laughs> I hate his wailing. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I jump off those ledges in the fucking hell. Here I go. As long as I don't have to hear him anymore. Oh, when I was a kid watching that and him screaming and wailing. I'm just like, my God, my dad would watch this with me. He would mute it. <laughs> like, is he done? Yeah, unmute it and hear. Oh, I'm dead. Just unmute it again. He was just classic geez. British character actor there that you're playing. Yeah, going. <laughs> <laughs> Classic British. He is. <laughs> He's from the theater, isn't he? From the stage. Oh, Joe, you like if I meet Tim Allen every time he came on screen. <laughs> uh, my best lines come from Julia. It's uh, I'm no longer the wicked stepmother. Now I'm the evil queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come on, uh, you know, take your best shot, Snow White. I that was great. It's like, yeah. damn. She's <laughs> like, I'm now. I'm all full of strength. I'm not going to be somebody's you know second fiddle i'm not going to be you know a, a person to just be tossed aside i'm the one in charge hmm. like that like yeah. that about her yeah all right your worst line okay um so the scene where the doctor walks through the ward of his hospital and there's like various people there in sort of different states of mental illness. And, you know, there's one stood on a bed kind of shouting. And then there's another guy with some sort of head protection gear on, rocking backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Someone else is playing cards and like throwing them around all over the place. And then he walks past one patient who turns around and says, 105 years and still he doesn't know my name. <laughs> Which eventually he gets his arm lopped off for that. But um, yeah, that whole scene was was kind of kind of poorly handled, I think, <laughs> the way that they portrayed those patients. Um, but yeah, a really kind of naff bit of humor in the middle of all this, you know, gothic horror was was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but there is there is the same thing we have with our mental institutions, and probably you have as well. The similarities are that. Those who live above ground can afford to stay there. The ones who are below ground, nobody really cares about. No, they're no, just, exactly. They're patients of the state. Yeah, they're just, yeah. they're just. And that's why they can get away with it. So yeah. those people up top are probably all family members of somebody. Mm-hmm. And the ones that he's doing tests on, which is <laughs> freaky. Yeah. You know, when, especially when he opens up one door, cult <sighs> going on there, hasn't he, or something? It's just bizarre. Yeah, the boiler room and shit. Damn. Uh, my worst line is this. I remember. Oh, it's Pinhead. Thinking about when he was human. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pinhead's he becomes, not too good in this film. No, he becomes a a, a, a shell of a symbiote. Mm. Listen, he's just, you know, yeah. he's, not as, he's not as badass 
as mm. he is in the movie before, or when he comes in the later series, uh, he just like tones it down. Yeah, you know, I kind of liked the introduction where he's that kind of you know that sort of British military guy who mm. um, oh, it's, uh, Spencer, right, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, Spencer. Yeah, 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 and you see these kind of origin and everything. Um, but the way they take the character towards the end just kind of undermines him a little bit. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, in this film, those guys who are the star of the film, really, or who, who people like to think are the star of the film, are barely in it. You know, <sighs> it's they're, they're underused all the time. And I guess that doesn't really kind of... It's almost like the filmmakers didn't know what they'd got. Mm -hmm. The marketing departments knew because they included the Cenobites on all the artwork all the time. Pinhead was the mascot for the series. But the fact he's so underused throughout, um, certainly throughout these first couple of installments, is it's like it took them a long time to realize, actually, these are our assets. We need to kind of handle them a lot better than we are doing. So, yeah, um, I do think that they're, again, underused. Is that how... Maybe because part three is just basically all pinhead. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think by then they realized. Like. Yeah, I think by then they realized that, you know, we actually should use these to our advantage rather than just having them lurking in the background all the time. Does Doug Bradley have an acting pedigree over there besides being known for Hellraiser? Not that I'm aware of. I would imagine these films have kept him quite comfortable for a lot of years now. He's uh, not like uh, um, Oliver Reed. <laughs> He's not like Kenneth Cranham, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Work on your wailing. Yeah. <laughs> well, he never did a Clive Barker movie after this, did he? Who, Doug Bradley? No. Oh, uh, Kenneth Cranham. No, yeah. and I would hope not as well, because it, it, it's so out of character to see him do a film like this. He's 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 a well-to-do person. Do you know what I mean? He's usually in some really kind of, I guess, um, upmarket roles. Um Whereas with this, I, I can't believe he actually did it. Um, and to watch him now being kind of moved around by the head on wires <laughs> with that blue face and everything, it's yeah. just like, he must look back on this and go, what on earth was I thinking? Yeah, he's like, my head is attached to some kind of shaft. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm over here. Uh, okay, your, uh, your best kill. I've got to say, it's the doctor's death um, with the cheese wire in his face. Mm. Um, and then consequently being followed later on by his, when when the, the whatever you call that thing on his head there, pulls his head in half. The penis. <laughs> yeah. When, it get, when, his, when his head gets pulled in half later on, I thought that was pretty cool. But that initial... Um, cheese wire scene where it goes over his face. It's what it is. That's what it is, isn't it? The cheese wire. Um, Would it was, be better uh, if it was barbed wire? Wouldn't that be easy? Wouldn't that look oh, nice? No, I think the cheese ooh, cheese wire makes me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, initially, on again on its release, it was kind of censored a little bit, so we didn't get to see the full effect. But in this version, I saw the other day, you got to see it kind of start to cut through his forehead and everything, and. Some nice practical effects. Yeah. Um, I think my best kill is going to be Kyle. And seeing him, you know, sucking face and uh, mm. just like melt right before our eyes. We'd never seen something like that before. He was um, an interesting character. He was weird. 
It was yeah, weird. He, but he was kind of like, you know, there was, I guess he was there to sort of make up for the fact that, I mean, he's not in a relationship with her, but Kirsty's boyfriend's not in this film, obviously. No, they they said, you know, well, just give him some pills and he could be on his way. She's yeah, hysterical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, so it's that kind of male lead that they put in there. But and I was kind of hopeful for him because he does kind of try and, help everybody to begin with but then all of a sudden he just gets his gizzard sucked out through his mouth or whatever and, <laughs> <laughs> and she's going yeah <laughs> got a great taste in men <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he, he's a he's one of those guys where i was gonna p- almost pick him as being one of my worst lines when he gets into the doctor's office at his home and he goes uh, jesus christ jesus christ he was in this stuff <laughs> Linda. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, one of those Linda's. Yeah, just, okay. We know you're surprised. You know you don't have to keep talking to yourself. Uh, just just get on with it. But she can't keep men around, can can she, Kirsty? No. You know she's just. You know even when she meets Pinhead later on in the series, uh, and she's uh, getting rid of her husband uh, in the in it, she she really can't keep men. How she many really films can. is she in, by the way? I think she's in two more after this. Oh, wow. I didn't realize she'd done so many. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your worst kill. Uh, worst kill is, um, I've got, as we talked about earlier, Pinhead and the Cenobites. Agreed. You know, yeah, criminally, just, oh. yeah, criminally underused in this movie. And, and like I said, I'm not, I'm just not sure the filmmakers knew what they had at that moment in time. Um, yeah. Just to kind of just slit his throat and have him, cough turning reverting back to himself and then kind of just choking on his own blood on the floor was just lame it's you know it was cool that they did bring him back for part three and realize the value of him i just can't believe a as they call him the priest of hell um and these other demons demons to some others to angels uh, others angel, whatever <laughs> say that whatever. again <laughs> demons to some angels to others that are so easy to kill yeah but then yeah. when in third one he gets shot a couple of times and he just spits the bullets out he's like you know yeah. um you can just you know like butterball in the first one he just got the house brought down on him and he died <laughs> i mean how i mean i mean it's stupid i thought you needed the box to send them back yeah yeah but this time it looks like you could just, unless another Cinnabite can kill other Cinnabites. But they did put him back into human form, didn't they? That's why it was so easy, I think. Well, they, but then they then they, they killed the other two or the other three when they were Cinnabites. One went through the throw, then the she came, and then he mm. found Chatterer was like a 13-year-old, 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Uh, and then old. Butterball was the guy who uh, dressed up as Dom DeLuise in, uh, in Hunting Honeymoon. <laughs> Was that actually him? I don't know. <laughs> it looks like him, though. He put a Dom DeLuise wig on him. <laughs> He's a bit like Nedry from Jurassic Park or something, yeah. isn't he? Like- <laughs> Wayne Knight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Newman. Uh, yeah, Cinnabites. I mean, you, you, people are amped up to see this movie because of them. And then they're in their great lines that they have, you know, no more teasing, no more, you know, uh, another one who, uh, who escaped us, you know, stuff like that. No more bargaining. No, you know, you know, was it, what do you, what did, what did Pinhead say? Something about if you fool us again, even your, 
your suffering will be legendary in hell. Yeah. With stuff like that. That's something what we like want. That. Yeah, something <laughs> like that we want. All right, your best moment. Well, my best moment was, I kind of touched on it earlier, was a moment that was sort of stood out to me as a kid. And now when I watched it, it still stood out to me, but for all the wrong reasons. And it is the doctor's return to the psychiatric ward coming through the doorway. I used to think this moment was absolutely awesome. And it was such an entrance. Um, watching it today, it looked terrible. It honestly looks like something that's happening on stage. Um, the doors open, there's all that dry ice behind him, covering up the crane that he's obviously hanging off of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he comes in. You can clearly see all the wire work. He jerked at his neck's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the most uncomfortable <laughs> harness, do you know what I mean? It, it it looked pretty terrible. And then, as I said, this classic British actor being kind of flung around on this crane where you can clearly see wires and he's looking so uncomfortable in it all that the, the, the guy can barely move. Um, I just think now it's just not dated well at all. And I've been saying for the last few weeks before we recorded this, I really like Hellbound Hellraiser 2. I think it's mm -hmm. a really good I sequel. I do too, yeah. yeah. But watching it this morning, I kind of was disappointed by it. I was disappointed with the effects work. I was disappointed. And I know I'm taking into account the fact that it... I, I should be taking into account the fact that it's, you know, 35 years old or whatever it is. But I'm using the original Hellraiser as a benchmark here. Things were done so much better in that original. And it is a step backwards, I think, is this movie, because there's there's very little difference in plot. And what you would think would be a kind of bigger budget movie, and I believe it is, looks cheaper now than the original Hellraiser. So I was kind of disappointed with it. Um, Especially Leviathan, the, 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 the god of hell, is a, is a box. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's the bit where um, I think it's the Doctor and Julia are walking down a corridor. It's either the Doctor or Julia or the Doctor or, or Julia and um, Kirsty are walking down a corridor into the labyrinth area. And it looks like they're in some sort of haunted house or something. The corridors are so badly decorated. Like the webs blue and everything. Lighter, but yeah, yeah, just like webs hanging yeah, down. Yeah, Julia and the Doctor, yep. Yeah, yeah. it's Julia and the Doctor, yeah. I have so, to know... <laughs> so I really don't think that the movie's aged too well. And like I say, for me, the pacing is just so stop-start throughout. Mm. Um, it, it really did feel like a long 100 minutes. Um, it wasn't that long, 100 minutes? Yeah. 40? But from what I gather, people still cite it as one of the better ones in the franchise. So I'm just kind of like, how bad do these films get when <laughs> as it goes along? Yeah, yeah, I can understand. You know, I watched it again last night and uh, or yesterday afternoon, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how I feel, but I do like my best moment. That's Julia's, Julia's uh, you know, her, her rising from the uh, mattress. Yeah, I thought that was great. The guy's <laughs> cutting himself. You know, yeah. get him off of me. That's absolute agony. I thought it yeah. was great. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was that absolutely a great makeup effect. That, that was a, a moment that was kind of really um, heavily cut in the UK as well, was the mattress scene with the razor blade. Um, mm. But when you... I can see why, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
but still even that sequence where she comes out the makeup you can just tell it's a suit that she's wearing whereas you really struggle to tell where the makeup ended and frank began in the mm-hmm. in the original film do you know what i mean yeah it was really really well done and well shot um but this one i just felt that i don't know if it was the same effects director um uh, sorry effects artist i know that it says something like image imagination whether the original um effects guy was involved in this one i'm not sure but the one thing i will give it is once again christopher young's music is fantastic in this Mm. yes yeah yeah um how do you feel about the ending is that mattress you know all of a sudden there's a hand coming out of it and the the mover's head is stuck inside the mattress (laughs) and then that weird totem comes up and you can see where it was, there's a big gap. You can tell it's all computer effects. <laughs> I don't even think it's computer effects. I just think <laughs> skeletons I think it's are, like, are. It looks like it's superimposed over the top of the mattress, doesn't and it's it? It's turning and everything. Yeah, yeah. And you got you got miniature skeletons having sex with each other, <laughs> and a baby sewing its own lips as a doll. Yeah. And then you have that. You definitely have that guy who was supposed to be the demon. The bum uh, from the first one, yeah. The bum's Watch back. Your pleasure, sir. You know, they got three crickets calling over his face. <laughs> you know, what do you think about that ending? Were you I, like messy, isn't it? <laughs> it's just telling you that you know there's room for more. That's it. Oh, there's nothing. But you, um, you don't see that totem ever hanger, again. Is it? Sorry, you don't see that totem ever again. Is it not you in know? the other films? No, not the way that it is set up now. And the third one, Pinhead is in the actual, in the actual statue. Right okay. inside it, you know, it's, it's it's it was actually cool. But all it is is a big box with, this, with nails in it. That's all it is, <laughs> turning and coming. It's not coming out of the mattress, ladies and gentlemen. It's just it's just floating. floating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't laugh because there are movies out there that we absolutely love that have got some ropey effects in them. But I think yeah. this is one of those movies that I haven't seen for such a long time, and then actually watching it again, it really has dated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and with just a little bit of TLC, they could they could make it that little bit better. I mean, you know, in the, during the remastering process, like just take out those wires. You know, I know people say, oh, you shouldn't mess with these things, but it would be nothing to just take out those wires when poor Kenneth Granham's throat floating around. <laughs> He'd enjoy it. He'd like them to be gone. He's, he's still the perfectionist. alive, right? Is he still yeah, alive? Yeah, he's still alive, I believe, yeah. He's got to be, <laughs> um, he's got to be what? He's got to be nearly 80. Um, I'm, I believe he is still alive, yeah, yeah. He's terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. I know he's probably, you know, a big name over there, but over here. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably have a heart attack if he watched this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do watch it, sir, I think your acting is terrible in this movie. Um, you and, leave him alone. He's an institution no. over here. He should be know. in one, too. You know, because <laughs> walking around like you farted and you hope no one knows it's you. So, all, you all you do is you have a couple lines, you know, you know, uh-huh. That <laughs> was one of them. <laughs> and I have to know. That's it. And then, that's <laughs> all you have, too. You big pain in the ass. Worst doctor ever. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of uh, Hellbound. Hellraiser 2, the best and worst of you. hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. Uh, Darren, any final thoughts? 
we will probably continue with Hellraiser 3. And then I think we're going to... I now have, which I bought the other day, the new Hellraiser film, which I haven't watched yet. It came out over here the other day. So I'm excited to see that. Although Part I'm hearing it's very mixed sex scenes ever. <laughs> it has? Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? Hellraiser 3? Hellraiser no, 3. No, the, the remake. Well, no, I said Hellraiser 3. Oh, okay. Uh, fair it's one of the best. <laughs> oh, I got well, my movies right when it comes to that. Yeah, I shall look forward to talking about that with you then. <laughs> Your best moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting uh, we're getting in and out of Hellraiser. We're probably going to get to Barry Bloodline, uh, Bloodlines, <laughs> maybe four, uh, which is probably the last good Pinhead movie. Yeah, actually, um, before we go, I, I do yes. have a couple of shout outs to do. Oh, please, let's do um, that. So we have a bunch of new um, YouTube subscribers to mm-hmm. to reach out to to to, to thank, um, and they are. Um, we need to mention Geeked Out Turtles fan because he was getting upset with us the other day that we didn't mention his name. So we're mentioning it now, Geeked. Three times. Oh, three times. Yeah, you've had it three times now. So um, Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, we have um, Will Brown, who upgraded. Death Punch 70, who upgraded. G. Cool. Lee. Um, Michael Dammit. JT Grogan. ZC Kroll. Duke Fleed, Sam Haynes Knight, and Robert Mario Rush. They're all our latest YouTube members, all enjoying early access to our content and all the rest of the perks. So we want to give them a big thank you. So cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's all uh, appreciated and doesn't go uh, unnoticed. Truly, it doesn't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode, as always, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Frank and Darren back again. You thought you were going to be done with us. No, we need you to check out some things if you want to. The things up here. Yeah, some of these videos. Or you can even check out our socials below. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, YouTube membership. They're all down there. We're everywhere. A click away, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.